Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Goiter. I mean, The Crusher. I'm, I'm your host, John Fetterman, and I'm here with Susan Olson today. Susan, how you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, you know, John, you actually made sense the other day. I can't remember what you said, but... Uh, listen, if I it wasn't for this... Around. If it wasn't for this goiter, I'd be taking over show business right now, but... <laughs> all right. Yeah, you and Zelensky. Hey, tell me, you know what? Let's start with the cookies because I have enough serious stuff to talk to you about. Talk, talk to me about cookies and the Nordic tradition. Well, the reason why Santa Claus wears red and white is, is from the old um, pagan rituals of the, the way far north people, like my people, Scandinavians. Um, during the Yule Fest, they would collect... <clears throat> Amanita muscara mushrooms, and it was all about tripping. And the um, <clears throat> the shaman would come through a hole in the yurt, yurt, whatever they're called, um, which is yeah. like a chimney. Um, the people, it, it's it's best if either you dry the the mushrooms, so they would hang them on trees, so that's like ornaments, um, <clears throat> or you look for reindeer who were tripping. Who had eaten some? There's a Swedish shaman. That's what I, you're saying? Yeah, a Norwegian, um, the Sammies. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> These are all primitive, you know, pagan rituals. And um, so so they would look for the, the tripping reindeer and wait for them to pee and eat the yellow snow and then go go trip. Or they would hang the mushrooms on the tree. So this is where a lot of these rituals came from that that formed santa claus so santa is in red and white like the amanita muscara mushroom and um apparently the mushrooms make you feel like you're flying and yeah, they make everything sure. seem small so that's where the elves come in are um, you norwegian or are you of swedish descent? i'm norwegian mostly norwegian but <laughs> i'm 87 percent scandinavian and the and rest 100 and you're 100 percent looking for tripping reindeers. Where did you Where did you get this knowledge? I mean, this is some important the shit. The interwebs. <laughs> the interwebs. Yeah. I thought this was like your grandmother told you this. Um, no, I thought I Grandma Olson told you this. No, no. Um, you know, I, I I really regret not talking to them more about. I mean, gosh, I was talking to someone last night at a party about how. My, my grandfather was shipwrecked on an island, and he was a merchant marine, and he saved the dog. And he and the dog were on this island for a couple of days before they got rescued. I don't know anything about it, and I wish, I, you know, I, I was like, I think I was three at the time that he went to a nursing home. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I just never really got to know them, and I didn't interview my father like I should have. And I've recently gotten in touch with my Canadian roommate whose mother is still alive and adorable. And I'm like, Hey, you've got to get video of her. You have to yeah. interview you know her. I agree with that. Before my father passed, I sat down and wrote his autobiography and oh. uh, he was, he was at the point where like, like he would be repeating because he was on the way down. A lot of the stories would re would repeat, you know, like we get a lot of reruns, but it's funny that we don't have more appreciation for uh, our elders until we become them. And, uh, you know, you yeah. and I are, are a little bit older now and, and probably thinking, wow, you know, it'd be nice if the kids actually listened 
to our experiences or our, the experiences of our, our fathers, you know, and I think about, yes. I think about that for sure. Yes, and, and you regret it, you know, because like now there's nobody, even my oldest brother knew the most about the family and he passed away. And so there's nobody that can answer any of these questions. And, and yeah. especially when you have heritage from another country and yeah. like my father didn't speak English until he was five, Yeah, and, but they were, they were the kind of immigrants that said, this country is so wonderful. We love it so much. We um, no more. It, it's too bad because they lost a lot of their culture, but they said no more speaking Norwegian in the house or speaking English because we are Americans and we love America. Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, I, I wish I had this in front of me, but, you know, everybody, uh, someone pointed this out in something I read recently where the, you know, the Statue of Liberty inscription, you know, give me your tired, it's a, mm-hmm. you're yearning to breathe free. But they said, I'm going to have to dig this up for next time, but they there's a line that no one knows about that inscription. They never mention it, it, it on that inscription that indicates that you need to leave the old world behind because we're here to build something new, you know, with these ideas, American oh. ideals. Leave that. You know, because, um, you know, we, we've talked a lot about these things, you and I, but we're not really good at insisting that people assimilate anymore. And I think we pay a very heavy we price would be. for that. You yeah. and I would be if we were in charge of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but you have to remember, I mean, as I've said to a few people, look, it, it's not about being kind-hearted. The people that are going along with this are being kind-hearted. Um, most most of the you know so-called liberals really have good intentions, but they're they're not they're not seeing the outcome. Um, the people that are in charge of all these rules, I mean, the first thing that a president's supposed to do is to protect the borders and to protect his own yeah. people. And in my opinion, Biden is committing treason every single day. And I you agree. have to understand, they want this to turn out badly. That's correct. They want, this is all intended to destroy this country. And I don't care how far left you are. I, I, I don't even, I don't even think Meathead wants America to be destroyed. Yeah, no, I think Mike Stivick wanted uh, legal immigration. No, it's interesting that you say that because um, we're, we're going to get to this, but, you know, it's all about the starting point, right? Like, um, my kids are in college now, right? I got a oh kid at U- UC San Diego, right? So I got a kid at UC San Diego and, and, you know, he knows a lot of Jewish students and they have to walk in groups because, you know, there's so much harassment now and, and it, 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 which is terrible. And, and you know, it, it's interesting. It's like, what is your starting point in America? Because like we talk about, uh, earlier waves of immigration, and and then people come here and they appreciate these liberties. We have at least a generation. I'm going to sound like an old fart saying it, but we have generations of people who who start with uh, with all the benefits of all this blood that's been spilled to create all of this, and they in, feel entitled to all yeah. of this. You know, oh, and it's, yeah. it's not I, it's not the way it is. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I, I see you know videos of people having a, a fit because they were misgendered. It's like, you need to go to a war zone. You need to know yeah, what's yeah. worthwhile to have a fit about. Yeah. No, I mean, we're we- in a very narcissistic society, and it's almost like we yeah. need a good spanking. And and I, the problem is it, it's like being seated next to the guy on the plane 
who decides that he'd like some fresh air and he opens the door. Well, maybe he's stupid, but he's just killed everybody else on the planet. That's right. Well, listen, if, look, you have situations now in, uh, well, we'll talk about borders in a sense. Look, in, in, um, in the Netherlands, uh, Geert Wilders has been, well, he's one, look, he could, he could lead the country at some point, but here's the thing. I'm very suspicious, Susan. Every time I hear some leader in Europe being called a right-wing kook or some far right winger, a lot of the time it's just people who are saying we can't handle any more waves of illegals and migrants coming in here and not wanting to assimilate. In, in Ireland, you have an Algerian who shoots like five people. He's been in the country on welfare for 20 years. And the media immediately reports this as uh, as they don't want to report on the ethnicity of the guy. Yeah, There's things going on in Europe. We're, we're bringing that here. Oh, yeah. We're not learning any lessons from them. And the media is swayed, you know, because the media is, is bought out by the government. And the government wants this. The government wants dissent and disorder and chaos. Isn't that the, the, the handbook for Marxism? You create yep. enough chaos that the people will want anything? Well, it's funny you should mention that, Susan, because the, the podcast I did yesterday which you should you should watch this by the way was with David Horowitz you know David right oh David yes yeah well we had a great discussion and one of the things and you know I think it'll be interesting for you and I to talk about it because you know people have a sense Susan that there's something very wrong you and I would say it's cultural Marxism because mm-hmm. we spend probably more time thinking about the underpinnings of this uh, I sometimes wish I didn't most people are just going through their lives. They're not all involved in, in communications and media. But Susan, there is a cultural Marxism at the underpinnings of this. And I keep trying to tell people this is the this is hard left versus Americanism. It's not Democrat and Republican. There's people who want to tear this shit down, Susan. It, it's it's not right and left, it's top and bottom. And um <clears throat> the elites, I don't know what they're game plan is really because it, it seems it seems like life would be pretty boring with nothing but servants and elite people um but it they they want you miserable and they want you dead and, 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 and that's it by the way i want to jump in one thing david mentioned and he's written books about this called the new leviathan uh the left has 13 times more money than the right and they are the elite and everybody thinks that the conservative, all the country club Republicans and the Republicans have all the money. The left has the money. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these universities that have gone to hell uh, are tax-exempt charities. So the taxpayers are deprived of billions of dollars while they practice their insanity, which we're going to get to, too. Yeah, I mean, look at rock and roll. Like, okay, wasn't rock all about, you know, being for for the common man yeah. and um, not the man. Um, since when do rock bands shill for Big Pharma? Rolling Stone. Look what it's become. The Foo Fighters. And they lost their drummer under what I think are suspicious circumstances. Tell me, explain. Tell, fill me in on um, that. Please. I don't think Taylor Hawkins OD'd. You don't think I don't so? Think I mean, he it's, had myocarditis. You know. 
Okay. Um, it was all the markings of a of a um, jab death, and even has if that wasn't... been reported, Susan? <clears throat> My okay. um, or well, are you guessing? Are you guessing? Are you guessing? I'm guessing. You know, okay. and I'm not an expert, and I didn't know the guy that well, but I well, really don't think he would have been overdosing just hours before a show. Well, let me give you another example. Uh, Rolling Stone, which used to be the counterculture, is now the elite culture. I I understand secondhand. I haven't looked it up because uh, I haven't looked it up. But evidently, they've published a, uh, a Henry Kissinger obituary uh, that's something to the tune of um, war criminal good riddance. This was their obituary of Henry Kissinger, you know, so. I, you know, <clears throat> I don't know that much. I don't know enough. By the way, she's here to see you because um, you know, what's her name? loves you. Bellatrix. She, she, oh, very nice. Bellatrix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she came with her name. Anyway, she loves you. She got on the show last time. Yeah, well, um, she, likes the, she likes the new backdrop here. She, she likes does. the... It brings out the animal in her. Yes. Wow. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Well, listen, let's get down to some serious business. We were talking about, you know, since the last time I spoke to you, uh, Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, and then you had the, the head, president of MIT, and all these universities were called in front of Congress. And I want to say thank God they were called in front of Congress. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you. So, here's the thing, Susan. Look. These universities, with regard to anti-Semitism, they can say, oh, it's just free speech. But now you and I know that this is more about what they're willing to tolerate in their code of conduct. Because if somebody was, was harassing uh, Latino or black kids at a university, chasing them into a corner, and, and, and on the basis of their race, uh, they would be expelled, they would be suspended, and the college would tell them, this is not your soapbox. If you want a racist soapbox, yes. go find another soapbox. But Susan, when it's Jews, it's a freedom of speech thing. And it depends on the context. Give me your yeah, thoughts yeah. since the last time I spoke to you. Well, I mean, if it isn't clear to anybody that's listening, if it is not clear to you that we have a two-tiered system of justice, you need to pay more attention. I don't I, – I always – People ask, well, you're very patient with people who don't agree. And it's like, look, I, I always figure that if I, okay, I spend three to four hours a day listening to podcasts. I don't expect other people to do that. I do think, though, that most people, if they knew what I know, they'd probably agree with me. But you just <clears throat> have to realize that this isn't, there's a ton of propaganda, but but you have to discern What's real and what isn't it? If you don't see, there's a two-tiered system here. Um, if, if some white group wants to talk on campus, no, they can't. Black group wants to talk, yes, they can. Um, look at the difference between the Summer of Love riots where people actually were armed. They burned down businesses. They created tons of damage versus the January 6th people. There are people on January 6th. Yes, there are people that did bad. I'm not saying everybody yeah. was innocent and good, but it's nothing compared to what no, happened during the no, summer. No, and look, the vice, pre the vice president of the United States. nobody was armed. The vice nobody president, they weren't armed. The people there were plants. The whole thing was a setup. The police let people in, and there yeah. are people still in solitary confinement That's because right. they went in and took selfies. There's a guy getting 20 years who wasn't even there. Now, if that doesn't scare the crap out of every living American, 
And, you're and, not you're not paying attention. And and Susan, I'm going to tell you. Think of these endowments that places like Harvard are sitting on. The the head of MIT who was grilled, thank God by Stefanik, good for her. Um, she, you, they they told the Jewish students at MIT there are places that you are not safe to are not safe for you to go. Now, Susan, if you told that to any other minority, you would have a big problem. And I'm going to tell you, this is, I mean, this is like, look, this is like physically endangering people. No one asked them what they thought about. It's just because they're Jews. No one's asking them for politics. They're just, they're hounding them because they're Jews. And then they smugly sit there and say, oh, it depends on the context. Oh, um, oh, yeah, yeah. And I love this. Don't send your kid to these colleges. Susan, these people got to stop. It's, it's, it has no value. These are elite schools, by the way. Unless you're studying a hard science, why would you give them $75,000 a year? Well, right. I, frankly, I'm glad my son isn't in college. Um, we know I, anybody out there, look up the Frankfurt School. This stuff started, yeah. that was the whole plan. They did not, after World War II, they did not succeed in getting the West to be communist. And, and using the word communist, you know, that's, that sounds extreme. So let's just say globalist or authoritarian. Um, this was the plan to infiltrate education yeah. and entertainment, um, which they definitely done. Did you see the way Saturday Night Live skewered? Uh. I'm glad you brought that up, Susan. Yeah. Here's what, what happens. Um, Saturday Night Live, which I have had a hard time watching in decades, but it's hmm. interesting that that generation, Susan, uh, they mocked the woman who was pursuing the anti-Semites rather than, uh, rather than uh, mocking the people who were covering for anti-Semitism. Yeah. And that blew my mind. But I'm going to tell you a story. When I was in Improv Olympic back in my acting days in Chicago in the early 90s, I remember um, a certain head writer for Saturday Night Live was in our class, and he ultimately ended up at Second City, Saturday Night Live. He ultimately ended up uh, winning an Oscar for the screenplay for The Big Short. And this is a guy I like, okay, Adam McKay, and I like the guy. But I remember at the time, that Del Close, who taught us and taught Belushi and taught all of them, John Candy, Gilderad, Dana, he taught mm -hmm. all of them. Del and, and, and Adam and some other guys there, they were all fascinated by the work of Noam Chomsky. Oh. And, and, and they just, and I just remember other guys, not just to call out Adam, but I remember some other people of my age having this disdain for Israel. And yeah. I was like, wow, I was like, wow, you know, what's going on here? I guess that's just the way liberalism is going. And it was disappointing. Now we fast forward over the years and uh, the people I mentioned, and there were other people, by the way, uh, Tina Fey was in those classes. Um, I was not close with her, but she was there. And she once suggested on Saturday Night Live that the Iraq war was for Israel. She said this on Weekend Update. Now, you come to now, this is, I'm talking, I'm going back 30 years, 30 years later now, and you have a generation of people on Saturday Night Live who they're mocking the person who pursued anti-Semitism. And I'm like, man, the virus has just encroached. You, uh, you and I grew up in a time where 
I, I don't know about you, but I mean, I used to always think, what would I have done? What would I have done during the Holocaust? You know, would I be somebody tur turning in my neighbors or would I be hiding people in the attic? And I always said, you know, I'd, I'd be the one hiding people in the attic. Um, but I mean, now people are faced with this question and look at the side that they're taking, which is remarkable. But, you know, I, I read an article, gosh, probably 15 years ago that said, Israel is not the cute puppy anymore. It's not the cute little underdog. It can take care of itself. It can be very powerful. It is very powerful. So it's lost the compassion yeah. of people, of people who yeah. are very superficial. Um, yeah. and, and, and the fact that they see Palestine as the underdog is just, well, I, I, well, I call it Islamunism. And it's, it's always been at the far left, the, you know, communists, totalitarians, collectivists, whatever you want to call them, have used Islam. Yep. And, and, and listen, there's a great book by Paul Berman that came out just after 9-11 called Ter uh, Terror and Liberalism. And, and a lot of people on the left have always romanticized terror. Golda Meir said uh, that they, they love us when we are weak. They, they'll empathize when we're crawling mm -hmm. out of concentration camps, but yeah. they don't like us when we're strong. Yeah, and successful. Interesting. And I mean, you see, it's it's in, you know, it's also interesting, Susan, that 50 years ago, the Yom Kippur War was really the last time that armies had been, had been, that the Arabs put forth armies to go fight the Jewish state's armies. Ever since then, you have the Arafat tradition of we're going to hide behind civilians, we're going to terrorize people, you're going to fight terrorists, we're not going to line up an army to fight you. And I think that is the thing, Susan, that is the piece that people are not getting. When they talk about civilian casualties and all this, they're under hospitals, Susan. They're, Hamas is under freaking children's playgrounds, and, and, and that's, not, that's not how war used to be conducted, but they have perfected this. And I think the world is just like, it's just like going right over their head. Absolutely. They're fighting people who are fighting from children's schoolyards. I got, I got on uh, the chat and I was too late because he'd gone off the air, but Russell Brand, God, God love him. I love him a lot. He's, he's come a long way. Um, but he had some guy on who was going on and on about how Israel is attacking hospitals and schools. It's like, Yes, because that's where Hamas gladly puts their children and women and innocent civilians in harm's way to and shield themselves. And then fire and, and from there. Israel? And then fire from there. Yeah. Well, look, look uh, Susan, look, you're talking, you're talking billions and billions of dollars of aid, literally billions of aid and things you could have built. I, I wrote about this on my Substack. One man's Hilton is another man's terror tunnel. You yeah. could have built a Hilton. You could have built a Ferris wheel. You could have built a resort. Could have built a good you, hospital. You could have built hospital. You could have built golf courses. You could have had a resort. You, you're think about this. No one, and no one talks about this. You have beachfront property in the Middle East. Your whole strip is a beachfront property. Most of the Middle East is just, just sand everywhere, right? You have beachfront. So why does Israel look this way and you look this way? You're not occupied. They gave it to you 18 years yes. ago. Yes, you chose to build tunnels. There's no Jews in Gaza. You chose to build tunnels. 
You could have built a Ritz Carlton. Uh, but then they couldn't call it an open air concentration camp. They seen it, and and Jordan didn't absorb them. You know, Egypt they didn't never absorb knew. them because it's all about playing victimhood. Yeah, and we they, have enough people out here, especially younger generations, that are falling for it, hook, line, and sinker. That, because and look who's falling teaching for them. all the other BS. Because look who's teaching them. Yes. Look who's. Yeah, oh, David said this on the podcast yesterday. He said he went to. Uh, I can't remember which university, but it was some big, I think it was, it was Dartmouth. He said it on yesterday's podcast with me. He said, you know, I went to Dartmouth and, you know, I, I talked to some conservative students and they, they attended a class. Some of them said they attended a class on the Cold War. And he said, who's teaching it? And they said, oh, a Marxist who wanted the Soviets to win the Cold War. That's who's teaching your kids. This is who's teaching your kids. What saying? Oh, yeah, it's Marxist. Okay, let's finish with this, Susan. Um, I go, I, I don't watch CNN, okay? But I go Not into the gym. Either. The gym is playing CNN. I have never once, one, not once, seen them showing footage of the 10,000 people a day who are entering this country illegally. Oh, right. Now, I see it on, now look, you can say what you want about Fox and I see it on Fox. Yeah. I see it on other news outlets. But in our mainstream media, 10,000 people a day yeah, illegally. Yeah, it got up to 12,000 the other day. It was like, and I high. don't see it. And I don't see it on CNN. No. We are living, you talk about a two tier justice system. We're living in a. We're living in a parallel universe. Yeah. Your, your, your thoughts. Half the country doesn't see any of this. Well, I, I, you know, that's what makes it so hard because, you know, you can't just, just go, oh, well, you know, these people don't want to know the truth. No, they think that they're informing themselves and they turn on the TV set and they are lied to. And it's very easy for them then to say to me, well, you know, maybe you're being lied to, but keep looking. After a while, the facts start adding up and come on, ask any liberal we're getting this this many people in per day. You can kind of convince them that that's happening, but they think it's all out of the goodness of our hearts. It's like this is every everywhere you go, self checkout, yep. um, robots making burgers. There are fewer and fewer jobs, and we're getting more and more people. How in the world is this sustainable? And listen, I'm going to give, I'm going to finish, we're going to finish with this. I want some Christmas wishes for you. Uh, but I just want to mention, and I'm, this is a Christmas gift from me to everyone who wants to move to Canada, because they're all leaving for Canada if Trump gets in, right? And they never leave. But I just want to, I, they never, live they never leave. But, but I just want to say this. I want to say this. I want to say this. Do yourself a favor, everyone. Uh, check the Canadian or New Zealand or Australia, wherever the hell you're going, because you got to flee. Why don't you look up their standard for immigration? Because they're not just letting you in. You have to show that you're bringing something to their country. It's only our country where it's just a free-for-all. The you know what only I mean? one, although they were doing kind of a free-for-all in Europe because that was the plan. Um for not for Hungary maybe looks not for good. <laughs> What's that? Hungary looks good in Argentina. Oh, Hungary looks real good. Hungary. Now, why look- is it that the guys on our side, the leaders on our side, have such funky hair? That's true. The Argentinian <laughs> guy. 
Yeah, he's got the seventies. He's got he's got the seventies. He's got like you know what he's got hair. He's got seventies British hair. Have you ever noticed a lot of British guys are hanging on to that? I like that. And I like listen, it too, actually. Well, you're a Brady, so you gotta love of course. that. Yeah. Like with yeah. the mic with the, the it's rock. the pre perm look. The pre that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Although none of the Brady boys got permed. None no, of but them. you're right. Well, Robert Reed had one. But it's no, the pre it's you're right, it's, it's the pre perm. Yeah, yeah. It's and the so big, like the eighties. Or the late seventies, everybody had this. This should we go back to that? that they had the helmet. Should we go back to that, Susan? I no, asked. This is, no, no. Let's perms. get into something no important. Perms ever again? Never, never. No, not the perms, but the but the pre perm. Should we? Should yeah, guys I go like, back? I like hair. I also would like to see men stop waxing their chest and their arms yes. and their legs. Men are supposed to be hairy. Okay, That's your right. backs and your butts. Go for it. Get get the lawnmower on those things, but. And, Men should have some hair. And that is our Christmas gift to you. Men, get that hair off your back. Get that hair off your ass. Listen but to leave Susan. Leave it on your chest. Leave it on your chest. Yes. And your You're arms saying, and legs. Arms, legs, chest, good. Ass and back. Get it off. This is my Christmas no gift to you. Tears. All right, Susan. I'm going to be calling. I'm going to call her. you. She doesn't have hair. No, she looks great. I'm going to be calling you a lot because I, okay. I love doing the show with you. And, and I, I, I love you too. I wish you a Merry Christmas and may you find all the tripping reindeers. And eat tons of yellow snow. Have, and same to you. Happy Hanukkah. Merry you. Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you so much, Susie.